Welcome to the Detox Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gwena, certified holistic health coach and detox enthusiast. And I'm here to talk all things detox. Toxins exist in our lives in many forms, from the foods we eat, products we use, people we spend time with, and even the thoughts in our heads. Here we discuss how various toxins may be sapping our energy and vitality and how we can detox to create a life we love. Each week, we discuss everything from nutrition, clean beauty, body image, stress management techniques, career and business, relationships, you name it. Whether it's with a guest or just yours truly, we'll get real, raw, and honest and provide tangible tips to detox all areas of our lives. If you are ready to step into the most vibrant version of you, let's get started. Happy New Year. I'm so excited to be recording again and talking to you again and As I mentioned in my catch-up that I dropped a few weeks ago, 2021 was a big year for me, hence why I took a break from the pod for a bit. But 2022 has a lot of exciting things in store as well, and dedicating time and effort to this show is one of my major focuses for the year. As a podcast addict myself, I know how much you can gain from them, whether it's information, entertainment, inspiration, and I hope that you get all of these from this show plus a feeling of just being less alone. We're all on the perpetual journey of ditching toxic things to embrace a life we love and some days definitely feel harder than others. And I hope that this show is just part of a support system in building that amazing life that you deserve. So speaking of developing a life we love, I'm so excited to kick off 2022 with Christy Garnett. She is a holistic living empowerment mentor and clinical herbalist. And she's been supporting her clients to heal naturally by develop, identifying the root causes of their symptoms and addressing it with herbal medicine and other holistic methods. So we discussed Christy's personal health struggles and how she healed herself. It's a pretty wild story. We also talk about the common root causes for symptoms Western medicine often doesn't identify stress relief techniques, the myths surrounding habits of high performers and letting go of control. And Christy has also organized a virtual interview series that I'm so honored to participate in. So we will be sharing more information about that in the episode, and I'll give you more at the end as well. So let's get into it. Hi, Christy. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited for you to be here and for my audience to learn all about the wonderful things that you're doing in the health and wellness space. So I would love to just kind of kick it off with you talking a little bit about your journey, what brought you to doing what you're doing now, and just a little bit about yourself. Hi, Nicole. Thanks for having me. Yes, I love sharing my journey and and what happened to me because it really changed my life. So uh, in my mid-20s, I was in graduate school. I was uh, a, a biology major working in ecology, and I developed some mini strokes. So over the course of that year or so, I would have a migraine and it wouldn't go away. I was under a lot of stress. And then I went into the emergency room and one of the kids that I had been teaching was the security guard. And I was like, I'm having a little bit of an issue here. Um, Could you talk to the front desk people? And so they got me in and after a lot of tests, a lot of specialists, neurologists, and being in um, intensive care, they came to a conclusion and a diagnosis that I had abnormal migraines that tripped into mini strokes. 
So yeah. So the answer was manage your stress. Don't be on birth control. Good luck. <laughs> it was at <Wow>. Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> so imagine, you know, at 20, 23, 24, you know, you're, you're dealing with all of these things. And so I went away, I managed my stress and about six months later, I could feel the whole thing starting to happen again. I, I felt my tongue starting to swell. I felt like I couldn't get my words out. I, I was losing control of my bladder. And someone said to me, why don't you talk to this energy healer? And I was like, what? No way. I don't even know what this is. <laughs> but I also recognized that I had no other options. I just needed more. I needed more because I was in an educated place and I knew about biology and I knew what was going on, I would ask really informed questions and I would get answers and I could read the labs and, and things like that. But I needed more of an understanding of how do I take my power back and start to heal. So the first thing was, okay, I started to go down this energy road. I started to see an acupuncturist. I started to have herbs. And that was really how things changed in my life. So there's more to like the process, but that was the pivotal moment. Wow. That is quite the story. That must've been so scary. You know, what was wonderful. So there were two things when you're, when you're sick and when you're dealing with things that either people can or cannot see, you're just in it. So mm -hmm. as scary as it was, it was inconvenient <laughs> more than anything. It was, you know, I had, I had things to do. I was, I was going places and mm -hmm. I was, <laughs> or yeah. so I thought, <laughs> well, you got places, so you're good. <laughs> That's right. You know, like I was, you know, I was outside Washington, DC. I, I was having a career and I was having a social life and it was inconvenient to be on blood thinners because you had to pick what, what foods to eat. Oh, spinach today, but tomorrow carrots, because on a blood thinner, that's some of the things that you had to do. So I also desperately wanted to know why I was having this and I wanted to fix it for good. Wow. So what happened next? Oh, <laughs> That's right. I really changed my life. I went to, I was in a relationship that was long-term that I, we really just couldn't quite make it work. You know, I was, be, I was, starting to get into my early thirties and I decided to quit my life. And that's what I tell people all the time. I, I was like, I am quitting my life. I'm going to go, I'm going to wait tables and hang out with my friends in Portland, Oregon. And the company that I worked for said, you know what? We need people in Canada. We need, why don't you move here? And they made it all happen. So when I got to Canada, I was bored with ecology and I was still learning about my health. And I realized that my issue was all related to my gut. And then things started to fall into place. Allergies. When I was a kid, I, er, I had early 
development. My breasts started developing at eight. Um, right. And that we halted that at one point. Um, I vomited nearly every day for three or four years as a kid. Oh so God. all of these things started to fall into place. Oh, you mean I didn't just have a nervous stomach in the eighties. Oh, you're just a nervous kid. Oh, <laughs> you mean I wasn't just allergic to the feathers in my pillow. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, all those times where I thought I could see things or hear things that was a, that was a headache. That was a migraine. Mm -hmm. And so I started really doing research on herbal medicine because I had the ecology so I could identify the plants, but I started figuring out how the herbs worked with the physiology of the body. And then I just took off. And then, uh, eventually, um, you know, I, I worked part-time at the herbal stuff and worked full-time at my quote unquote real job. And, and then I, created a business and started empowering people using herbal medicine, using mindset awareness. And that's why I'm here today, just to really uh, share what I know and how I've helped clients empower themselves to heal holistically and get to the root of their issues. Wow. That's amazing. And in terms of like, you're learning all about like the herbalism and stuff like that, were you essentially sort of self-taught in a sense that it wasn't like you went to an herbalist, they cured you and then you did it on your own. It was sort of like you were experimenting on your own. Yes and no. So what ended up happening is I've always loved nature. That's where I connect. That's where I can, that's where I find solitude. That's where I find my spirituality. That's where I find um, peace. <laughs> really my mind shuts off. I'm able to find that place. So I always loved plants. I always loved being in wetlands and, and things like that. And I also love ecosystems because everything is interconnected. It's kind of like our bodies. I, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I like holistic. You can, you can pull out a, a thread, but it's still going to be connected to something else. Mm -hmm. So I always loved that. So I was always really drawn to plants and how how they work. And then on top of it, because I started exploring my own health issues and I went to an acupuncturist who gave me a tea blend and, and I had this scientific mind where it was like, oh, the chemical compound of this. And I got all nerdy about it. So I wanted to really merge the two. So some of it was self-taught. Then I started taking classes. I have a, a clinical herbalist diploma because education was so important to me. And that was my original background. I wanted to have the credentials behind it because I worked in corporate America, corporate Canada. And I feel like people really appreciate yes. those letters behind your name. Absolutely. Not that people can't be amazing healers or, or provide wonderful services. I was of that mindset that I wanted to be legitimized, so to speak. And I wanted to learn. So it was a crash course and everything. And I think kind of like you, we all come to this place because we've had something that we had to address. Absolutely. Wow. So that's so interesting. So now I'd love to hear how that kind of translates to the way you end up helping your clients. If you kind of specialize in 
gut specific things, if it kind of runs the gamut, I'd love to hear ultimately the things that worked for your gut specifically, if there's any like really tangible tactical things that uh, the audience can take away, because I know that sometimes this whole idea of like living holistically and stuff and herbalism and all that can feel a little uh, like intangible in a sense. So I think breaking it down a little bit more would be really great for the audience. Absolutely. So the, my clients come to me with all kinds of issues, but particularly I, I love working with people and we always talk about the gut because in Eastern medicine, that's what I call the first brain. So when, you know, when you start to smell something that creates, uh, enzymes and the process in your body to start breaking things down, then you just start to chew and taste and everything like that. Also, when you're emotional, where do you feel it first? It's not in your head. It's in your gut. (laughs) So I will always talk to people about, um, their bowel movements, their (laughs) very important for overall health. And there's a way to do it. That isn't crude that people don't feel uncomfortable with. I have the, it's called the Bristol stool chart. So people don't feel like they're saying something, you know, private and intimate. And, you know, bowel movements are a really important thing. Digestive health is a really important thing. So what I realized was that I was a very sensitive person and 99% of my clients are, are quite sensitive. They get funneled into, um, higher education. They go down these very, um, intense paths. They're high achievers but they never address this sensitivity. So they're either emotionally sensitive or um, food sensitive, but there's a sensitivity there. Oh, oh, I'm getting a visitor. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> so cute. I love the door. We have, we have a feline friend on camera. <laughs> oh, we'll just have him move aside. But <laughs> this... This sensitivity is something that I will always address with every client. And then the other thing is, where are my food intolerances? So with my gut, I know without a shadow of a doubt that I do not do well with, um, you know, heavy meats, heavy meats. I'm okay with a little bit of gluten. I'm okay with dairy, but for me, I can't do a lot of meat. I cannot do fried food because it automatically kicks me in. Now I've been living with this for almost 20 years. So now I know really it's quite refined. And this is what I want all my clients to identify with is what you can do, how you can quote unquote cheat and what you can't do. So for me, I might be able to have a glass of wine on one day, but I will not be able to have that the next. So it really is different. So uh, the other thing that um, is interesting for me, and I also tell all my clients that really look at your tongue. So when I was a uh, like six, I would go to the doctor and they would have you look at your tongue. I don't even know if they do that anymore, but I would have um, a clear spot like that was not 
in the center in the center of my tongue it was it was not fuzzy it wasn't it was just clear kind of shiny and that right now tells me that i lost a lot of enzymes in my gut so when i see clients and i always look at their tongue that can tell you a lot about what's going on in your gut health so i always look at gut for my clients and then the other thing that i look at a lot too is where are we stress wise where are they uh, how are they managing stress because there is stress in the world it's so important to manage stress and hormones so those are probably right now the three things that i look at and when i th think about gut i also realize that you know are do you have dry skin do you have eczema are there allergies things like that are, are is the skin around your eyes is that is that dry is it peeling so it's all interconnected totally absolutely i actually we're, we were just talking about gut health in my last slay the holiday session and just basically exactly that how you can tell by these seemingly isolated incidents you know like having a weird rash on your finger or like a cramp in a weird place and like it really can all be tied back to our gut or our hormones it really is just the center of everything. And I'm wondering, you know, you talked about a little bit about like food intolerances, hormones, all of that stuff. Is there like a testing protocol that you work with people on or kind of how do you help to get to the bottom and really zone in? Is it more experimental or is it, is it you can actually run tests to help people identify what's kind of the root of their issue? So there's a few things. The first thing is I, I can't recommend, I can't run a lab but I can help someone ask their doctor for the appropriate lab. Most of the time, people that are coming to me already know that they have an intolerance in some way, or they know that, oh, eggs make me feel um, bad, you know, or uh, maybe they don't know that. So we go through an elimination diet. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes what we do is we figure out what the trigger is. So you were just mentioning what is happening. How, how do we, like, how do you know these cues? So things that you and I might know are lost on other people like that, um, that clearing of your throat constantly, you know, that to me is a sign that dairy is, is not working for you. Mm -hmm. You know, this like in there. Exactly. You, you sneeze five minutes after you, you eat something that to me is, is an indication that you're, that, that you're having a leaky gut. So I do a lot of symptoms, um, symptoms, questions, questions that nobody would ever really think about. I ask, you know, are you afraid of heights? Because that to me links to digestive issues. So symptoms, questions, and then we do talk about labs. We talk about allergies, but most of my clients have already been through quite a few tests and they're raising their hands up and saying, I know there's something wrong. I don't know what it is. I know I should feel better, but, uh, I I'm just at the end of my rope. Like I want to feel better. And I, but I, I'm getting conflicting information. So I do look at labs. I do recommend tests, but a lot of it is, and then the, I have um, questionnaires and forms that people fill in and then we put the picture together. It's like a, a puzzle that we then put the picture together. 
Absolutely. That's so interesting. And so great because people need that really like personalized approach. And so often, you know, when you are working in that Western medicine world, you know, you're having five minute doctor appointments and labs that are mostly okay. And you're not really getting the answers that you need to feel your best. So that's great that you're working with people to help them get to that extra step. Again, that's, you know, similar to what I do as well. And I'm wondering too, like, you know, throughout the time that you've been in the health and wellness space, I think that people have gotten a lot more open to seeing some of those more alternative healers. Like I know when you heard of Reiki, what you said, like 20 years ago, you were like, what is this? And obviously I think, you know, herbalism and stuff like that is gaining a little bit more traction. And I think credibility in the health space. So I'm wondering if you're seeing any kind of shift in the types of clients that come to you, if they're always someone who's like fully at their wits end with Western medicine, or if sometimes you're like a a first stop for people because they'd rather go the more natural route before they go another. I think what I am seeing happening is there's a lot out there. There's so much information out there and it's starting to get overwhelming where people are like, okay, so I heard this herb is like reishi. Uh, I heard about reishi or I heard about ashwagandha or um, what is this thing that helps my memory? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, what about, and, and there's more information on vitamin D and vitamin C and zinc and, and things like that. And as a herbalist, uh, I see everything, including vitamins and minerals, supplements, mm-hmm. that, that's a part of my toolkit. So- right. Um, what I'm finding is that people want to go natural. They, they're inclined to eat organically and they, they want to have a healthy lifestyle, but the information becomes overwhelming because there's this idea that, oh, if I eat organic and if I eat, uh, and if I grab this tea and I drink ginger tea and, and, you know, I, I've heard of raspberry leaf tea for when I'm pregnant. What happens is it's all very true and that they, they all have great benefits. Uh, however, it's not specific enough. And so the frustration is, well, this doesn't work. I don't feel any better because herbs are subtle and you have to know the lock and key. So I think that's where the frustration piece is. You go out and you buy all these supplements, you go out and you do your best. And then you open up the cupboard and you're like, I don't even know where to begin. Now she wants me to drink a tea. Like, so what, who I work with are the people that don't have the time to research it themselves, want that specialized attention and are are, have a belief that this is going to, um, help them and identify the root of their issues. So that's what I see happening. And really herbal medicine is the precursor to all of our prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, willow really that compound in willow is what is in aspirin. And so they're very effective but if you're going to chew on willow bark <laughs> a little bit longer <laughs> then you know, things like that, nobody's going to go out and look for willow and chew on willow bark, but you know, I exactly. just think it gets complicated for people who are busy. Totally. And I think also what you said too, is it's not like that overnight fix either. You need some consistency probably with the herbs 
as opposed to, you know, popping a pill and getting that result overnight. And I think especially when people aren't sure if it's the right thing, if they're not working with someone like you, that's telling them that this is the right thing based on their personal makeup and what they're experiencing, you can feel like you're just wasting a lot of time on snake oil, because unfortunately a lot of things out there too are probably not as potent and effective as what you're sourcing, because you obviously know what to look for. You know, there's probably a lot of companies right now that are kind of like capitalizing on this becoming a bit more of a trend and not necessarily putting out the most quality product. Right. And the, the other thing is, you know, you go into, you know, the health food shop and it's every, it's like a thousand things like sleep and, you know, all this stuff. So now it's quite pretty mainstream that melatonin can help you sleep. Well, yes, but the fine print is it actually can't sustain you for days on end. So all these sleeping aids that are natural really require you to switch things up. Oil of oregano has become really, really popular, but if that's the only herb you use, eventually it's not as effective. So those are the things where I think um, education and I think recognizing that, you know, oh, like vitamin D, you know, it really matters about the level of dosage and Mm -hmm. in what form. And herbs are the same way. You can get a, you know, dandelion leaf versus dandelion root. When you go into and look for teas, what's the difference? Well, I know what the difference is. And if you research it, other people know what the difference is, but my clients really want that. Okay. Put me on the right track and then build the habits to make sure that it's sustainable. So that's where the work is. It's not in terms of, oh, well, I'm just going to take this pill or this herb or this supplement. Cause that's not herbalism. That's using natural things as a way of and applying it in a Western way. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) So before we get too far away from it, you did mention stress being a big thing for a lot of people and you work with your clients on managing their stress. Do you have any tips for the audience? I know obviously stress is a big part of everyone's life. And I feel like, you know, obviously different things work for different people, but anything that you can share on that front that people can try. Absolutely. So one of the things that I always talk about when it, it comes to stress is how are we breathing? So a lot of times um, stress is actually the root cause of something. So um, for example, I had a client who was losing control of her bladder. So she went to a urologist. She's going to, um, well, she had a couple of children. So obviously it's this. And after working with me, I was like, this doesn't feel like a physiological issue. And none of the specialists could find a physiological issue. So I really like working with people who are are working with other practitioners, MDs and doctors, because I think it takes a a team that keeps you healthy. So what we realized is every time she had an interaction with um, a coworker or a specific topic was coming up, she would lose control of her bladder. She was floored by that because this was a stress issue. This wasn't anything else. So 
when you're starting to say, okay, well, I can't sleep. Well, after you've gone down all of these roads, the first thing to say is, where's my stress level? Because we all think, oh, I'm not stressed. Oh, I'm just a little busy. But you start telling people what you do and you're like, whoa, that's very stressful. So I always think about breathing. So for her, that particular example, like we talked about how to manage that stress and, and breathe before you have that interaction or during that interaction. And that is also really important. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if you're familiar with box breathing or no. other breathing techniques, but before you go to bed, how do you, how do you set yourself up for a good night's sleep? So I, that those are, you know, breathing is one amazing way to do it. The second thing that I always, always, one of my pillars is to live and heal holistically with luxury. And so the luxury piece is actually taking the moment to be present. So this is one way to reduce stress is so when I look at the term luxury, I think of it from your senses. What are you looking at? What are you smelling? What are you tasting? What are you feeling in terms of touch? And that um, can also reduce your stress. And then I think the third thing about stress is what is the root of causing you the discomfort? Is it external to you or internal to you? Is it the pressure you put on yourself or is it the pressure that you think is being put on you? And then from there, you can, there's, there's tons of supplements depending on how your body's responding. So I wouldn't give, um, a specific herb to the, the woman that was losing her bladder. I wouldn't give her a herb that, that was identified with stress that I would give to somebody else. So she needed something to release the tension, whereas somebody else might need to kind of get themselves going. Do you see, do you see the difference? Absolutely. I mean, there's just so many different forms that stress can take. And like you said, where it's coming from, it probably can be really hard sometimes to differentiate if it's you're internally putting the stress on yourself. Cause I think so often we assume there's that external stress and it's hard for us to separate if we're really just fully creating it. Um, in and of ourselves. And I think that's a great tip, the, the senses using our five senses to really bring us into the moment. And I'd love for you to just quickly explain what box breathing is just in case someone who's listening doesn't know. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I really love box breathing. Now, um, what you, you do is you breathe in for your nose for, for four counts, then you hold for seven counts, and then you breathe out like with your lips pursed and you make a noise with your mouth, like for eight counts. And the reason that that's so important is that you're actually um, releasing the stress. So oftentimes when we're breathing, we, um, if, we're, if we're being really mindful, we take in more of an inhalation and we exhale with less. So that means that we're holding on to everything inside our bodies instead of releasing. So the box breathing, I love that technique, but, and that's something that you can do before you to fall asleep. But also there's another uh, breathing technique where you breathe in 
for the same amount of time as you breathe out, either in your nose and out your nose or in your mouth, in through your mouth and out through your mouth. Um, my preference is always to breathe in through my nose just because of all the things in the atmosphere. Um, but there, there are those other options. <laughs> that's great. I think that's so helpful for people. It's, it's so interesting when we think about breathing because it should be something that's so natural yet. So few of us actually breathe correctly or deeply enough to really feel you know, that stress kind of leave our body and even just oxygenate our body from, you know, I talk about detoxification, like fully taking those big deep breaths just has endless health benefits that if we just kind of take a moment, feel our senses, take a few breaths, it can really change the whole game. So that is really great. Yeah. Sorry, Nicole. I just got excited. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It changes everything. And the same thing with water. You know, one of the, one of the best ways to de-stress is to take a shower, take a bath, but if we don't have that, so I'm, like I said, I, I'm, I'm self-described type A, I, you know, I, like I identify with type A's. I love that aspect. And some of it is just a personality trait. Even if I was stress-free, I would still be wondering, you know, I would still be planning my day. So uh, like the, the clients that I have who are in are high achievers, professionals, whether they own their own business or work in corporate uh, offices, going to the restroom, going to the bathroom and running your hands under warm water de-stresses you. It is a, a physiological response. So whenever we're talking about breathing, you know, maybe, maybe you don't think, okay, I need to breathe. But if you want to remove yourself from a situation, you can go to the bathroom, breathe and run your hands under water. I love that. That's such a good tip. I'm so excited to try it. (laughs) (laughs) It changes everything because basically you're taking a time out from whatever stressor you're involved in and engaged in. Wow. That's such a great tip. So I would love to hear another thing that we kind of talked about earlier is habits that you mentioned before. And I, this is something I talk about all the time. Habits are obviously just the groundwork for living a healthier life overall. So I'd love to just hear what your morning nighttime routines look like, the habits that you feel have really helped you to maintain your health and are really important for you being the best version of yourself. So my habits are, um, it's interesting because <laughs> <laughs> there are some habits that I have recreated and retrained myself and I am religious about. And then there are some habits that I always am working harder for. So for me, uh, I don't think that anything is uh, on willpower alone. So if anybody has read the, the book, The Four Tendencies, like, and this idea of there are four types of people. I, I fall into the rebel category. So I cannot, I cannot be forced (laughs) into a habit. (laughs) If someone tells me I got to do this and I got to do that, I'm going to go the opposite direction. So, um, for me, I truly believe, and I empower everyone that I work with and anybody who's listening is to understand your personality before you start to create a habit. So if you're the kind of person that feels like you have to restrict yourself and 
you know, that's a willpower alone and that isn't sustainable. So habits are part of who you are. So for me, I know 100% that if I want to make a change, I have to give myself freedom to make that work for me. So that is something that I have come to rely on deeply. So the back end of that question is that I give myself space to work within my day. So I don't eat breakfast at 6 a.m. every day, even though that would be a good habit for some people, but I do make sure that I eat breakfast. So that's one of those things. I um, make my teas, whatever my teas are, and then I, I put that in a pitcher and I have it available to me. So that is a habit. And then the other thing that I make sure that I do is I really have a great schedule. And because I'm a type A, my schedule is based around um, what I know works for me. So as a business owner, I make sure that things are always, my clients come first, but that I build in my own free time. So hopefully that's something that people can relate to is, you know, what works for them. And, and mine is scheduling appropriately <laughs> and giving myself like life hacks so that I can have my herbs so that I can eat my meals so that I can exercise in a way that works for me. That's great. And I think that's so true. I feel like there's such a like hustle and grind culture and it's like, you should be up at four 30 in the morning and, you know, at the gym by five or whatever that looks like. And everybody's different. And, you know, sometimes it's different in terms of your every day is different than somebody else's every day, or your every day is not the same to your every day. And it is really all about just learning what works for us. And I think having the, you know, experimenting, I think sometimes people try one or two things and they're like, well, this whole morning routine thing's just not for me. And it's like, well, <laughs> maybe waking up at 5am is not for you. There's right. definitely a way that you can adapt things so that you can make it work for yourself. You just have to be open to the experimentation. And this is back to the original a question that you asked me about like personalized and customization and are people feeling, you know, are they going into the alternative space? Well, they are, but the culture has said, oh no, 5 a.m., we go for a run. Oh no, now we, we have our shake, then we get our coffee, then we, you know, and that, I think that has, has really been challenged over the last couple of years. And I think people are recognizing, wait a minute, there's way more freedom in, in this world than what I've bought into. I can still have this vice president position. I can still rock this new business and not be that rigid. Now, I'm not saying that you don't have to have a schedule and I'm not saying you don't have to take care of yourself because self-care is important, but it doesn't have to be like you're talking about, like, this is the way it, it goes. Exactly. I think especially for women, because that whole, it's all built off of kind of what works for men's biology. Whereas women, we're just naturally are more likely to be a bit more fluid and have different times of the month feel different for us. So allowing for that to be okay is very important instead of forcing ourselves into these specific boxes if they're not feeling right for us. Right. 
Absolutely. And also women that have children, they're used to putting them on a schedule and not. So once that, once that time is over, if, if you have kids that are really small, once that transitions out, you can be, you can change, you can do things a little bit differently, but we just, you know, habits are formed after a long period of time. I don't care what anyone says. It's not 21 days. Research is saying it's not 21 days. It's not three weeks. And now we're back to it. <laughs> so we have to give ourselves enough grace to say, okay, well, I did this for 15 years, crash dieting or whatever. Um, it's going to take me longer than, you know, 12 days to get back on track. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I do want to be conscious of time and I definitely want to make sure that we talk about your virtual health conference that's coming up, Holistic Living with Luxury. So if you could just provide some details on that. I'm so excited to be a part of it. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. It's so, it's been so wonderful to put together. So what I've done is I have um, collected and, and interviewed 30 international experts from all over the world. As you know, you're one of them. And I, I loved our, our conversation and they're from Australia, New Zealand, all over the U S England. And what we've done is we've had these conversations about what works for them and their clients. So what are their, their top secrets when it comes to rebalancing their hormones, when it comes to detoxification of their bodies and their minds, how their gut health is, what happens when sleep isn't um, working. So that piece, and then I have experts that are talking about when they're working with their entrepreneurs. So business coaches, how do you change? How do you shift from a corporate job to a business and you're having your own business and, and what's the best approach and how do you reach people? So, and then, uh, another set of experts that I have is all about consciousness and energy, because I think that that's really missing in the alternative and wellness community. There's a lot about Reiki and energy and the universe, and that gets lost on people and it's intimidating. So there's a, a whole slot of experts that are talking about energy and how that affects uh, our bodies and how you can amplify your energy and reach your goals. So over 10 days, I've, I will be speaking with 30 experts and every day, a different expert, three different experts will be um, giving their secrets and what they use in their life and in their clients to live holistically with luxury and heal naturally. So it's, it's really incredible. It, it um, begins on January 10th. Wow. I love that. I'm so excited to listen to the energy ones too. That's so interesting. Um, I have a couple more questions before I let you go. If there, is there any one herb that you would say anybody could add into their life and get benefit from it? So I really, really love mint. And the reason that I love mint is generally speaking, I have never come across anyone that has had a really terrible reaction when they've had mint. So mint is one of those herbs that you can use to calm down nausea or to kind of in, um, invoke uh, some, I, I guess I vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
best. But <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, it's necessary, be, I guess. It's important. <laughs> you know, like I'm not saying go out and, and do mint um, to, <laughs> to vomit, but if you're in a pinch and you've eaten something that you don't really like, mint does something that allows your body to calm down either way. So, uh, mint really settles your digestive system, settles nausea, and it helps, uh, after dinner. And the other thing that it does, what people don't realize is when you're steeping mint tea is you want to put the lid on it because that's where all the um, great benefits of mint, it volatizes and it goes into the air. So if you're, um, creating a cup of tea of mint and you're not actually getting anything in your body when you're ingesting it, if you let it, um, breathe into the air. So mint is one of those great herbs where you can actually have it go into the air and that would help with your nasal passages. It steams things up. It opens up everything, or you put a lid on it and you drink it. And that helps with your digestive system. So I think mint is one of those things where it's safe. It's pretty, it's pretty versatile. Great. So, and accessible. you can get it at the grocery store. Absolutely. And, you know, you can also, whether you're in an apartment in the city or you're in a garden mint, you can grow lots of places. So it's one of those things where it's kind of nice to walk past it and smell it. Like who doesn't want minty breath? You can also just yeah. tear a leaf off and put it in your mouth. And that gives you minty breath. I love it. Okay. And then my final question, this is what I ask all my guests, which you are the first. So thank you so much for being here is what is one toxic thing that you have let go of and really felt a huge difference in your life? So I have let go and continue to let go of control. So that is one of those things where it is a habit that I continually check myself with because, um, it's really easy to think that you're in control. And I'm not saying that you don't have to put in effort or be aware, especially when you're running a business and you're being professional and you're in the service industry, like you, I'm, I'm serving my clients. So I need to be on top of things, but that idea of controlling it all and knowing when and how that is just undue stress that nobody but me expects me to do. So I have continued to evolve and let go of that toxic um, concept of I have control because I absolutely don't. I do have control over my body for the most part, but I don't have control over everything that goes on in the world. I love that. And I think that I think a lot of us have learned to let go a little bit. These last couple of years have shown us how little control we have. It's That's quite right. an illusion. So I think that that is a great one. So I would love for you to just kind of end with letting us know how we can follow you, where we can find you, how people can work with you, just anything that you want to share in terms of that. Absolutely. So, um, I believe that you're, you have a, a, the link to the holistic health conference. Yes. I'll drop all of this stuff in the show notes too. So anything that we share here, so people can get in touch with you, that will all be in the show notes. Absolutely. Great. So the, the most, um, forthcoming, the, the thing that's coming up that I am offering right now is this holistic health, uh, 
conference, this virtual conference begins on uh, January 10th. And so that is Amandine Wellness and com, and you can find the link to sign up for that there. Um, I'm also on Instagram under Amandine Wellness and I, I, I'm in Facebook. So you can either find me as Christy Garnett in Facebook or Amandine Wellness uh, on Facebook. So that is that. And everyone is welcome to email me directly. I have a secure email that I see. My VA doesn't see it. It's Christy at AmandineWellness.com. Great. Well, I mean, honestly, I could sit here and talk to you all day about this stuff, but we need to wrap sometime. So I'm so happy that you were here. I'm sure everyone got a ton out of this. I know that I did. And thank you so much for being here. Absolutely, Nicole. Thank you for having me. Wow. How amazing is Christy? I mean, what a story. There were so many great nuggets in this episode. And here are some key takeaways for me. First, you never know what could be the unlock to getting your power back. Be open to trying new things. Second, our body is interconnected just like nature. Certain symptoms can indicate all types of disease within the body that we may never guess are linked. Third, stress has a major impact on our health in ways we may not realize. Harness the power of connecting to your breath and your five senses to center yourself. Fourth, habits are important, but they're also very individual. So allow for flexibility and understand that there's no right or wrong way to approach your day. It's about what works for you. And finally, letting go of control is a continuous process, but a worthwhile one. So I definitely recommend checking out the Holistic Living with Luxury Health Conference from January 10th to the 21st. Christy has organized an amazing interview series packed with expert guests and transformational knowledge. And this event is completely free. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. The link will be in the show notes and be sure to sign up ASAP because it is starting soon. I'm so excited to be a part of it and just among so many other amazing people in the health and wellness space. And I also just want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I know there are countless other things that you could be doing with your time, and I'm so honored that you chose to spend it with me. If you're enjoying the show, I would love for you to rate and review. It is the best way to support the show. And of course, subscribe. This way you won't miss any new episodes as they drop. And I will catch you on the next one. Bye.